Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 117 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. Impart more wisdom in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Matthew chapter 28. I love this rendition of the resurrection. In verse 2, we read there was an earthquake. The first earthquake happened upon Jesus' death. This one, because an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled the boulder away from the tomb. The guards were terrified and became like dead men, while both Marys listened to the angel. The message was for them and not the guards. It's interesting to me that the Lord knows how to get his messages to the ones he means them for. In fact, the guards were later given money to lie and tell people Jesus' disciples had stolen his body. There's a nugget of wisdom here for us. The whispers we hear from the Lord are for us and not necessarily for anyone else. We need to be careful who we share them with so they aren't trampled upon, which leads to discouragement. The angel gave the Mary's instructions to go tell the disciples Jesus would meet them in Galilee. Then Jesus met the two Marys and told them the same thing. God must have known this message was almost unbelievable for them. So he sent his son to make sure they knew. They really knew he had risen. God shows his love in so many ways in the details in his word. Jesus met with the disciples and told them some magnificent things. All power on earth was given to him. He told them to make disciples of all the nations and to teach the people to obey all he had told them over the years. Verse 20 is underlined in my Bible because he said, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion, to the very close and consummation of the age. Amen. So let it be. This is powerful. Jesus is with us every day, perpetually, and on every occasion. We are never alone, my friend. Let's see what the writer of Hebrews writes in chapter 2. He writes that we not let the news of Jesus slip by unnoticed. There were people who actually saw him heal others and teach and preach. It would not bode well to disregard all the signs and wonders that were done, even by God himself. Remember, God spoke about his beloved son after Jesus was baptized and while on the mountain with Peter, James, and John. Then he writes that we here on earth are just a little lower than angels. In verse 6, he poses the question, what is man that you are mindful of him? For the son of man that you graciously and helpfully care for and visit and look after him. This is such a humble question. Who are we that God would pay such pointed attention to? Well, we are his, made by him and made for him. The author of Hebrews also writes that Jesus was ranked lower than the angels for a little while until he experienced death for every person. Verse 16 says he was sent to help the descendants of Abraham to reach out to them a helping and delivering hand. He was sent to experience what we experience so that he could become merciful and sympathetic as the high priest that he was. Verse 18 says, for because he himself in his humanity has suffered in being tempted, tested and tried, he is able to immediately run to the cry of assist, relieve those who are being tempted and tested and tried and who therefore are being exposed to suffering. Jesus, the compassionate, comes to help us in our times of trials and temptations the one who overcame death and overcame the enemy immediately runs to us when he hears our cry. Jesus is our teacher. His experience defeating the enemy makes him the most equipped to teach and help us. 
In fact, our passage says he immediately runs to our cry to assist us. This is a promise we can hang on to when we are going through difficulties and trials. We start a new book today in the Old Testament, the book of 1 Samuel. This book starts a new thing for the Israelites through this prophet, priest, and judge named Samuel. The two books of Samuel contain the anointing of both Saul and David. Let's see how chapter one starts. We see the heart of a barren woman pray for a child. She is married to Elkanah, an Ephraimite, who loved her dearly, even though she hadn't provided a child for him. His other wife had children and often made fun of Hannah. Well, one year when they went to sacrifice to the Lord, Hannah went into the temple and poured her heart out to the Lord, so much so that the priest thought she was drunk. There are very few vows made in the Bible, but Hannah's sacred vow is recorded. Verse 11 says she vowed, saying, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look upon the affliction of your handmaid and earnestly remember and not forget your handmaid, but will give me a son, I will give him to the Lord all his life. No razor shall touch his head. Hannah made good on her vow. When Samuel was weaned, probably between the ages of two and five, she brought him to the priest to serve the Lord. Chapter two starts off with words of praise to God by Hannah. As we read her words of praise, it almost reads like a psalm. Take your time reading the first 10 verses because there are many truths to meditate on here. Then Elkanah and Hannah leave their son Samuel with Eli the priest and go home. Eli had sons of his own. However, verse 12 tells us they did not know God. It says they were worthless. His two sons despised the sacred offerings to the Lord. They also had sex with women who served at the tent of meeting. Their sins were ever before the Lord. Samuel, on the other hand, served well. Every year, his mother made a new robe for him to serve in. She brought it to him when they were sacrificing to the Lord. She was given three more sons and two daughters by God. Samuel grew in favor with the Lord and with people. Then a man of God went to Eli the priest and foretold him of the things that were going to happen to him and his sons and his family. God was angry at him for not reigning in his sons and their sinful actions. He was told they would both be killed on the same day. The Lord also told him that no one in his house would grow old. They would all be cut down. Verse 30 says, for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. God was choosing someone to serve him who honored and followed his commands. Well, I love Psalm 117. It is the middle chapter of the Bible. It is also the shortest chapter in the Bible and says, Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all you people, for his mercy and loving kindness are great toward us and the truth and faithfulness of the Lord endure forever. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. In the middle of his word, God reminds us to do the most important thing we can do and that is praise him. Praise him in all things. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, we praise your name. We praise you for all you are and all you do. We praise you for creating everything we see and thinking enough of us to create us too. May we serve you and love you with our whole heart. Keep us yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.